Hello and welcome to Is Mayonnaise a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I am joined with someone who's on the bus to failure town. Josh Hemo. It's like literally my entire life. <laughs> is it a crosstown bus? <laughs> what is it? Express? How do you how do you deal with it? It's how not much express, money is it's it? a slow excruciating process. Uh do you have to pay a fare? Is it free? <laughs> it's a mental tax. <laughs> Got it. That yeah. that sounds appropriate. <laughs> All right, this is our podcast where we watch a SpongeBob episode and discuss little life lessons we can learn along the way from our spongy yellow friend and his wonderful, not spongy, not yellow friends. Uh, this week we're watching season four, episode 10, Chimps Ahoy and Ghost Host. Act one, Chimps Ahoy, which to me sounds like some Chips Ahoy branding that they snuck in there, but, 100%. Uh, but I could be wrong. But uh, in this episode, <laughs> SpongeBob and Patrick find out Sandy may lose her funding because she hasn't invented anything uh, worthwhile. And because of that, she will be forced to leave Bikini Bottom. So they spent all night inventing something for Sandy's bosses, who are a bunch of chimpanzees of high regard. <laughs> um, and of course, in typical SpongeBob fashion, uh, shenanigans ensue. And Sandy ends up staying because she had invented a banana peeler which was originally supposed to be a nutcracker. So to start things off, Josh, what I want to ask you is, do you think that Sandy really did the best with her time in Bikini Bottom? Or like, did, do you think the inventions that she made were like what she did over the course of, say, a year? Or did she goof off too much? I think she probably goofed off too much. I think we talked about it before, but this Sandy feels very different than original Sandy. Mm-hmm. Because definitely feels like this Sandy like goofed off because only all she made was like three. What was it like a talking to the nut helmet, which is actually kind of impressive. Like, yeah, that might have been like a ninety percent of the year. Yeah, because the rest of it is just like she made a glorified espresso machine and then a robot, a so, nut based espresso machine. Yeah, everything's nuts with her. I know. I I don't get it. I figure that like you're working for a bunch of chimps, like you have bananas on the brain but maybe not maybe not for her <laughs> not much happens in both acts of this particular episode but like both acts are so like whatever but the thing that really <laughs> throws me off is the nut the speaking to nut helmet yeah and the whole More literally specifically is... <laughs> it was listening to the massacre of a bunch of nuts like him listening to them screaming yeah the like literally these nuts have sentience which like i was thinking about it because again you and i are omnivores right we eat Mm -hmm. meat and we assume that these animals feel things and experience pain and stuff we just know that like you know this is part of the food chain or whatever but like do you think i don't think i would eat an animal if there was a way to communicate with it to like Mm -hmm. understand how but i guess it's like it, I don't know. It, like I said, this particular part of the episode, out of all the other parts of the episode, threw my mind in like an existential panic <laughs> because I was like, okay, if I was like, I almost became vegan just by thinking <laughs> about it too hard. Cause I was like, okay, if this animal, if I talk to a cow and the cow was like in its head, was just like, I need grass, would I feel comfortable still eating that cow if I know its thoughts are, I need to eat grass? Oh, time to poop. Oh, what's the next thing I can have sex with? Like, you know, like what is like, 
the mental process. But if the yeah. cow was like, hi, I see you. Hello, friend. Or something like that. I would probably stop eating. But like, how dumb does a like a animal have to be? You know, like what if I, I feel like it's p- like less than like how dumb an animal has to be or more like how desperate you are. No, me, but I mean right? like a, I mean like personally though. So like mm-hmm. they say that like, you know, pigs have like the intelligence, like, intelligent three-year-old yeah. or like a kindergartner, one of those yeah. things. I don't know. Um, but like, okay, so say I talk to the pig and the pig's like, hi friend, I love you. And I talk to the cow and the cow's like, grass, please. Like, that's like the only thing they say. Do I feel comfortable eating the cow? Or the pig, like versus I don't know. Like I said, it's it was blowing my mind. I feel like if I heard any animal's thoughts, I'd be uncomfortable with it. Uh, would it immediately turn you like vegetarian or vegan or Probably. like? Probably. I feel like that's like what the there's so many documentaries out there about animal, like how animals are treated and like the process of making meat, and yeah. that's basically what they go into is like this is how these animals feel being kept up in a cage all day and all this stuff and like giving examples and stuff and so i think when they humanize it like that mm-hmm. which i guess is a weird word to use in this situation yeah it's like really elite whatever okay. um <laughs> but uh then it, you could start to like sympathize with it a little bit more like yeah i'm actually eating this like poor creature yeah because like you wouldn't know. eat like a dumb human you know what i'm saying yeah like if you met someone, you're like, this person's an idiot. All they know how to do is eat. Like, you you wouldn't be like, well, time to eat them. Let's right. put them in a pen. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm slowly becoming vegan, Josh. Maybe that's what it is. Okay, by the end of all this, <laughs> become a vegan. This is your transformation. I don't know. It will take a lot to do it. Um. So, <laughs> uh, I do want to spend a little bit of time talking about Patrick's inventions. Mm-hmm. which I do think are actually pretty remarkable thinking that Patrick created both the pencil and the light bulb, which I'm assuming from scratch. Do you think Is he it f- made it from scratch? I don't know. Or do you think it, he found them? I don't know. After he builds the the parallel universe. The dimension, thing, mere dimension. Which again is a whole other thing that we're about to get into uh, after the sillier topic is I, it makes me think that he made the pencil or the light bulb from scratch, which I like. If you put me on a deserted island with all the stuff necessary to make a light bulb, I could, don't think I can make a light bulb. Like, no, I probably not. Yeah, but... like I'll probably Thomas Edison that and have my uh, deserted island friend make the light bulb, and then <laughs> I take credit for it. You know, but we, but we do know that like Patrick has pockets of being really smart, right? Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, he has like a weird brain that networks like that. But let's let's go into parallel universe. So this further stretches our our theory about SpongeBob being some like multiple versions, and that's why like all the different episodes aren't really in chronological order. Mm-hmm. And he has godlike powers because there's a whole other SpongeBob in that mirror universe that Patrick created. Yeah, it's very I weird. I don't know, like, how did he make it to begin with, and like that. SpongeBob also had like a different accent. Like, I know it's just like it opens up a whole bunch of possibilities. And then for me, was that SpongeBob trying to reach out? Or was it like, imagine if you're like walking past a mirror in your house and then it was just like, oh my God, I made a parallel dimension. And then you're like, oh my God, this is a whole other person. I feel like it was actually trying to reach out when it said something when SpongeBob was doubting it. That was the weird part is like it didn't say anything until Patrick is like, well, I didn't like those ideas. And he was like, well, I thought it was a good idea. 
like I think personally, I don't know if I would trust that mirror dimension person. No. If any kind of sci-fi movie has taught me anything, it's not to trust it like that. Yeah, you can't trust mirror mirror people. No. <laughs> that might be that might be racist against mirror people, but um. <laughs> Jesus. Sandy's song is actually a, a low-key pop that I don't remember, but one of the lines really hit me, and it was, the things I'll miss most of all are the friends I've come to know, which that is one of the most emo <laughs> a lyrics I've ever heard. Like, I could hear, like, a, like a Hawthorne Heights saying that, and then, like, <laughs> and then, like, a little bit of, like, a guitar, and then it just fades out, or, like, screaming it in the background. I might, I might steal it. Definitely. When I when you, emo resurfaces, <laughs> you make your punk band. And Sandy has some good bops. Like the Texas song, I thought was really good too. And she's saying, I mean, that was what's funny part about this episode is that it's kind of like a repeat, more or less, about Sandy having to go home and like being sad about it, and SpongeBob and Patrick trying to fix the problem. Um, except now it's about with the inventions and. Shit. But I do mm-hmm. like that they gave her a song in both of these, like both of the episodes that star Sandy in some way. She gets like this really cool song. Yeah, and they're, they're emotional songs. Yeah. They're like very like country, like like the country that you think that you like. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> you think that you like. <laughs> Not the country, like the country I think I would like, something yeah. with like emotion and feeling <laughs> that most country probably does have, but I ignore. <laughs> um, But I got a small lesson out of the whole situation was don't assume you're going to get fired. Like, still get ready just in case. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think that all of Sandy's inventions were solid inventions. They just, I don't think they were as amazing as they could have been. Well, I think she's very self-critical, which is a lesson I got. It's just, like, sometimes you're the most critical about your own work, right? Because it's, mm-hmm. like, she did invent a helmet that made you, like, you can talk to, like, nuts, right? That's that's wild. You could easily, like, modify that to talk to something else, I'm sure. Like, it's a good jumping off point. Mm-hmm. but she was just like nothing i made was good enough she was like literally in like full-on panic attack mode at the beginning of this episode oh yeah she was like i don't know sometimes i feel like maybe in that moment she would have come up with something amazing yeah but that's also just from my experience where i usually will go into some type of crazy panic before like a paper's due and write the whole thing in like a moment and be like yeah this is brilliant yeah <laughs> Which is like another lesson too that I got was like, don't give up so easily because she did. She's like, she made three things and she's like, I guess I'm done. I'm it. Like, I have to go home now. I also like that. Is this the intro? Because when SpongeBob had the suds, it was mm-hmm. Dr. Patrick, right? Yeah. So is this the intro of one of my favorite things to refer to is Mr. Dr. Professor Patrick? <laughs> I think <laughs> I that's the so. first time he's ever talked about himself in this way. Yeah. Because like I do that too. We have a, a mutual friend uh he's also a josh but a different josh and he works at a college but he doesn't have his phd but i like to joke that he's uh doctor professor josh (laughs) (laughs) and literally any friend that i have who ends up teaching at a college who doesn't have a phd i go oh yeah it's doctor doctor professor so-and-so i hope that's a belittle in that (laughs) yeah not to belittle the their actual accomplishment of teaching at a college but it to be a professor you Technically, usually you have to have a PhD. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you I'd, think about their uh, the big invention, uh, invention that they came up with? The uh, automatic back scratcher, hair comber, nose picker, and ukulele turner, tuner nine thousand. I don't know. I was really, I was back and forth. 
because I was going through all the steps. Like, if something could do my hair for me and cut mm-hmm. it for me, like that's a human being. If I had a machine that could do it as well as a human being, I would definitely buy it. But I don't know if I would buy a machine that would pick my nose for me <laughs> as well as I could or a human could. More specifically, I, mean, I could because, like, I don't think I'd be like, "Hey, Josh, like, can you pick my nose?" And if you were just as good at picking my nose as I was, I don't think I'd be like, oh, man, what a relief. Well, that's also like a simple task. Like, I don't know anyone. Is anyone actually bad at picking your, their nose? Like, is that even possible? I don't know. There's times when I do pick my nose because let's be adults here. We all pick our noses sometimes. Don't eat them. Freaks eat them. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there are times when I'm picking my nose where I'm like, oh, man, I, like, there's something bothering, bothering me in my nose that I can't get. And I would say consider that bad, but I also might just be like, I can't get whatever part of my brain yeah. I'm trying to pick. But even then, just like, do you just blow your nose, try to get it out that way? Because that's normally what I do. If I, I can't pick whatever it is, I'll just like blow my nose and try yeah, to like, with the best. For me, like, I feel like the steps should be, if they should be, go blow your nose. And if you can't do it, pick your nose and then wash your hands after. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> you have to keep cleaning your hands. Yeah. But like I said, I don't think I would ever pay for someone to pick my nose for me or pay for a machine to do it. Definitely not. Like I, I barely, like I don't even have Siri turned on on my phone. I'd rather <laughs> just Google it myself. Yeah. You know? Um, but ukulele tuner definitely would buy. If it just automatically tuned my ukulele for me, hells yeah. Hair comber, uh, the back scratcher thing. Yeah, sure. Like whatever. But um, not a what nose about, picker. What about the pudding? What was that? What about the pudding? You think that's an extra benefit in there? Hmm. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> Though I do want to know what that pudding was. Like, if it wasn't included to begin with, like, why was there random pudding in there? My Also, my other question is, where the, f- the flamethrower come from? I don't know. Again, like, who knows? Patrick's mind's an endless void of possibilities, apparently. So. And he liked it, too. At the very end, when he went through it on his own, I was like, Patrick's into some kinky. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, it works exactly <laughs> like I designed it. Um, do you think you would buy a banana peeler, though? No, I don't think so. That's like, again, it's like nose peeler, no, nose, like a nose picker. Like, I can easily peel a banana. I don't need a machine to peel a banana for me. Let's talk about the, the chimpanzees. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand what they have to gain from this. I wrote and that down I, as like I don't understand this whole situation they have. Like, why do they have tree domes? Like, what is what is their purpose out of yeah. all this? Like, it, uh, there's multiple things I was thinking. Okay, so their tree dome enterprises limited, mm-hmm. right? And then um, I believe it's Doctor Marmalade, uh, the biggest chimpanzee. Yeah. He says that maybe investing in tree domes is um, an economic. What does he say? The oh, he says he doesn't understand the economic benefits. He's starting to question the economic benefits yeah. of underwater tree domes. So it makes me think that they have multiple squirrels with underwater tree domes or multiple clients. And like it makes me think less that it's Sandy, like I'm an, a scientist applying for a grant, please give me money. And more like we hired Sandy to be in this particular tree dome. So do you think that she works for like a larger company? Like, this is all part of, like, a larger setup, and she was just sent out as, like, a researcher. That's what I was trying to understand, because, like, is, like, again, are they investors? Are they saying, like, let me fund your research? 
and she just so, wowed them like a long time ago or maybe. they own like an enterprise of uh, mammals just inside different versions of bikini <laughs> bottom maybe that's why there's different sandies that's why uh, some sandies look smarter than the other maybe there there's multiple go. sandies <laughs> maybe they're aware of the simulation that's all this is it's a chimpanzee run simulation <laughs> uh so what other small lessons did you have from this um i wrote down i don't even know if this is really a lesson it was just like an ostrich there's like no original ideas like the whole patrick like coming up with a pencil and the light bulb thinking it was like something cool mm-hmm. i was like it's pretty obvious. like we see this in hollywood at the time when people are like there's no original ideas it's all remakes and stuff yeah but i do say like even when something's not original, but putting your own spin on it somehow. Because it was just like literally a pencil. It was Patrick would have made it like pink like him or like a starfish themed thing. I was like, I would have given more benefit of the doubt. But yeah, like those Lisa Frank pencils he used exactly. to buy at the, at the book fair. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, one other small lesson I got was interns should be paid. Because even uh, Patrick says it that interns, uh, unpaid interns do all the work. Yeah. <laughs> it was very light. Uh, Small lessons wise. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only other one I got was like, even the simplest pleasures are like, hold true to most people. So don't think that most people are like above it. Cause at the end, like, these smart monkeys were all impressed by a banana, like a banana pillar of all things. Right. And, and like wanted- the, the machine and the machine, machine that they had too. Yeah. The, like was- they, they had their nose picked and they're like, ooh, this is great. Right. And that's like, they might be bougie, but they have, they still like simple things. And I think that holds true for people too. Like, People pretend like, oh, I'm I'm above this, but at the end of the day, people still like to, f- they still like to drink. It's all, <laughs> it's all the same simple pleasures. So, and they still like to get their back scratched. Exactly. Time for the bubble break. Bubble break. You are halfway through the season. It's yeah, crazy. I'm excited. It's yeah, going fast. It is going fast. Um, so I figured we'd talk uh about some invention stuff, and I really like how Sandy had all her inventions themed. Mm-hmm. Uh, with peanuts and stuff so i figured like we could come up with some like inventions what would be your like theme around it and how like what would they be all right so i think to make things to up the ante mm-hmm. we should each pick a food that we do a theme of okay all right so do you want me to pick yours first or you want to pick mine oh we're gonna pick each other's yeah so that uh... way the other person on the spot you know boom 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 mm-hmm, gotta mm-hmm. figure it out uh Hmm. Should we like flip a coin or something? No, nah, we don't have time for that, All Josh. Right. You go first. All right, I'll go Give first. I'll pick yours. Um, let's see. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> think. Uh, I'm just trying to not. I'm trying to give you something that has like my first thing was tortillas. Yeah. But I, but I didn't want to give you that because there's a lot of tortilla related inventions. Stuff. Yeah. So what I'm gonna do instead is. <laughs> this is actually difficult. Right. I'm thinking yeah. chocolate bars. Chocolate, chocolate bar related bar. inventions. Mm. Okay. Um I You gotta come up with three or you lose all your funding. We so, we don't have any more podcasts. We don't have to we can't fund the podcast ever again. <laughs> Shout out to all our funding we get. Yeah, all um, our investors. Yeah. Uh so I think the first one would be like a machine that I could put it in. And it would change the chocolate bar from like if I put in a Hershey's bar and I was like, mm, I don't want a Hershey's right now. I could change it to a Reese's or change it to like a payday kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Like it would somehow change the makeup of that. So I think that would be the first one. Like a candy bar swapper. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Uh, 
Boom. Second, first invention down. Second one would be, um, I think, kind of like the Charlie and Chocolate Factory situation where you can make it bigger, like the Mike TV invention mm. thing. Uh, but not for TV purposes. Just like sometimes when I get like a, a Kit Kat, I'm like, mm, this is not big enough. Even like the big Kit Kats, like the fun size or the f- they call it. Or the are the opposite where you have a king size Kit Kat and you're like, man, I really wish I had a smaller Small, Kit Kat. Yeah. I like it's too much Kit Kat for one day. Just to be able to adjust like my chocolate bar size to whatever I want in that moment would be really great, really great. Um, and the second, or the third, I think would be Hmm. Uh, man, we're gonna lose all our funding. It's all gonna be your fault. I know. I think I'd make like a microwave situation, but but it would look like a microwave. But I would be able to type in exactly what I wanted in a candy bar. So if I like was like, hmm, you know, I don't think that a Snickers is gonna do it right now. But I think I want something with peanuts and caramel. But you know, it'd be cool. Like, let's throw some marshmallow in there. Like, I could make a candy bar appear in that. Mm, like an easy bake oven but for like candy bars or like i don't even know what Wait, except the, we even less work it's There's not it's, really an it's like those it's it. like those soda machines where you have like um, all the options and you can just pick a variety of to put boom. it in yeah that's genius yeah these are all trademark <laughs> yeah. these are trademark and patented so if yeah. anyone if any of these inventions come out uh, after this time it's we're gonna sue your ass. <laughs> exactly uh, is mainly as a podcast, uh, Enterprises Limited Incorporated. Gonna see Limited Incorporated. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, uh, so Josh, what what thing do you have for me? Pickles. Pickles. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Let's see. Man, you took this. Was pissed me off, but I I'm I'm not gonna judge you. I am kind of judging you. Is your inventions were pretty much like applicable to anything? Like, I think oh, that's I the want, thing with food. I want a different flavored pickle. You want okay? What different flavored pickle? There's like three f***ing flavors of pickles. <laughs> no, there's like different types. Like I've, you know, I had some pickles from down the street. They were pretty different than the jarred pickles that I've had, and they were both technically dill pickles. Okay, it's all what's in You're the brine. Fucking nitpicky. <laughs> here's here's a, a let me let me let me tap into it. So let's see for my first invention. It would be a way to get the pickles back into whole form. Mm, uh-huh. Uh huh. Because sometimes you buy t- pickle spears and you're like, no, I really wish I had pickle chips. And you could put them back together and then you could cut them yourself. Or you can you know, just get spears and get a whole pickle. Because okay. when I was younger, I would like eat the spears. Like, but I would want like three of them. So it's well. Does anyone actually want spears? Like, I feel like spears are the most like useless type of pickle. I like the spears only because it's like you can snack, like you can grab one from the fridge and snack on it. I guess so. You know what I'm saying? But I would and still get like the, the tiny hole pickles, and those are like uh, even better as a snack than like spear pickles. Like, like they got the a better corn- crunch to it. The cornichon yeah. situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the ones that I have in my fridge right now, they're they're smaller pickles or yeah. English cucumbers or whatever the hell. All right, for the second invention, um, a a pickle stuffer. <laughs> <laughs> you you get it so that way it you put the pickle in it a whole pickle and then you can stuff whatever you want inside it okay because um i i think it was lauren and john where we had cream cheese with their pickles is that whatever no it was ham it was ham cream it was it was some sushi. white nonsense yeah. but i loved it i loved it 
Lauren and John are listening. I loved it. Shout out. I, but I'm lactose intolerant, and it was definitely some white nonsense <laughs> chefing up in that kitchen. But it was still delicious. What did they call but, it? It was a Midwest sushi know. or something like that. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but I also, again, just like cream cheese, ham, and pickles as separate items. <laughs> it's a sandwich. So, yeah. so why not? Um, I'm not going to judge uh, uh, white culture for that. <laughs> There's other things to judge them for. All right, so that's my second invention. Third invention. Um, let's see. I'm doing pretty good here. I'm just yeah. trying to buy myself some. It's time. the third one that's hard. It is because by then you've you've exhausted all your brain power. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Okay. So this is something I used to do as a child. So this actually helps. It's a pickle. Like it takes oh, damn, that kind of work. It's kind of like the second one. I was going to say it takes like the seeds out of the pickle. Because oh. what I like, I used to do like as a kid, mm-hmm. um, I still do it now, but I just eat the whole pickle usually now, is I used to like, you know, you when you had the spears, scrape, like, it. scrape off yeah. the spears. But like, I feel like the better part of the pickle is just not the seed part. Nah, it's like the meat, <laughs> the skin and the meat. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, how about this? I, which I don't know if they have. Seedless pickles. Hmm. That's my third invention. Where it's like, I hate. I think that's the most useless fucking invention. You didn't say that to be useful. Like, or man, I really wish I had a seedless pickle right now. What do we do? What about pickles? The skins on the inside, an all skin pickle. It's just complete skin. It's all crunch. Or, or look, like I'm thinking, like a. a, like a ring situation. Like I'm gonna make an Instagram the- poll right now to ask if anyone would, like, is craving a skinless or a seedless pickle. <laughs> if, they- <laughs> if you did, uh, I'm th- no, 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 seedless. I'm think I'm going back to the skin. I'm thinking pickle with skin inside it, <laughs> but not like the whole thing. Like it's a it's the skin on the outside, and then like the layer, the good part of the pickle that we've decided. <laughs> and instead of the seeds on the inside, it's more crunchy skin. Okay. But it's not stuffed. It's a pickle that grows. <laughs> this is all nonsense. That's fair. Okay. There you go. Three Good. inventions to keep Great. us in business. Boom. Done. Send that to the chimpanzees. <laughs> Act two. Ghost host. So the flying Dutchman accidentally crashes his uh, boat into a big mountain and ends up needing somewhere to stay. So he stays with SpongeBob for a while. And of course, being the Flying Dutchman, he tries his best to scare SpongeBob and haunt him until the until the point where SpongeBob's gotten tired of it. And so SpongeBob tries to help him get his groove back and try to scare more people. And eventually he does. And it turns out that Dutchman's boat was fixed for a long time and he was just mooching off of SpongeBob. What a piece of <laughs> Honestly, this like you were talking about it earlier and I didn't feel like I felt like this is even the weaker part of this episode. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, this is literally like the Squidward being an employed episode all over again. Yeah, but um. Anyways, <laughs> I wanted to ask you: Do you think that you would make a good scary ghost? Hmm. How did I die? That's up to you. Let's say that you right. died violently. Okay, if I died violently. <laughs> I don't know. I've always had this problem with ghosts because I I would think I think about ghosts now where I'm like, if there if there is an afterlife and there are ghosts and they exist, and as long as they can't physically attack you, mm-hmm. there's nothing really you can do about it, right? Right. So like, 
why would I be afraid of something like that's like being afraid of the wind, in my opinion. Like I can't do anything about the wind. It just blows and as long as it doesn't hurt me, like whatever, right? So like if I were a ghost, I think my would be like all mental. Like if I was freaking like freaking with people, like kind of like a Freddy Krueger situation. I just want people to have nightmares where they think they're about to die. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, or like they're not wearing their pants. <laughs> like at, at a very the true event. nightmare. Yeah. You know, like I don't want to be one of those ghosts that like stands in the hallways and stares at you while you're like trying to watch TV. Yeah. And like spooks you, which I guess that could be fun too. I don't know. I think a lot about Danny Phantom and the like the box ghost. Mm. <laughs> like I just don't want to be a stupid ghost. Like that. Yeah, that's fair. What about you? I think psychological is the way to go. I mean, that's that's kind of how this en- episode ends is with the Dutchman finally like doing some psychological <laughs> to Squidward, and that's what scares him in the end. But I do think that's what's scarier. Like when I watch horror movies, I'm not necessarily scared by like jump scares or like look at this murderer chasing this people. It's like the psychological horror ones that like really stick with me more. And I think that's where like if I was a ghost, I'd find ways to like somehow fuck with people. Like, yeah, if I like, can imitate their, like, dead mom's voice. <laughs> yeah. Like, for me, like, right now, us talking about the ghosts, I'm literally sitting in a dark room. The thing that is freaking me out more is the idea of something standing in the room with me. Yeah. Than, like, the actual idea of a ghost. Right. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. The feeling of not being alone. Like, for me, the mental the part psychological is so much freakier. Part. Yeah. Yeah. So, one of the small lessons I put are jump scares get old. Yep. Because, like, it's true. Like, if you're scaring people only based on jump scares, like, that's great for, like, a prank or, like, for, like, Halloween. Like, that's cool because you shouldn't be mentally scarring people. If you really want to scare people, you got to make them really think about it. Yeah. That's why I think Get Out's a good movie because Fatima and I always, like, we're going to get Get Outed. <laughs> I think pe- Squidward got people are gonna Get Outed in this. Did you notice oh. that? He, like, falls into, like, the sunken place at one point. Oh, that's yeah. What Maybe that's, like. where that's where they, they got, stole it. Jordan Peele got the idea from. <laughs> I guess this includes the entire episode, but I want to talk about uh, Squidward and the Flying Dutchman interaction specifically. So all the entire time where the Flying Dutchman's trying to scare people, he never really touches anyone except for Squidward. And also this called into the very beginning scene is, is the Flying Dutchman really a ghost or did That's, he just is he not turn on? Yeah. Because yeah. he does like, he crashes into a mountain, right? He mm-hmm. falls down and hits rocks along the way and like all this shit where like he has, he comes in contact with physical things. But then he like, when they're going to the gym, he passes right through the wall and SpongeBob mm-hmm. hits the wall. So it's, it doesn't really make sense to me. Like the, the rules that they've established for ghosts are very like, loose loose and yeah. wild on this so. like does he have to is it like oh i have is it like danny phantom where he has to turn on his incorporealness or is he more of like a demon oh maybe i could like, see that i could definitely see that he didn't touch the old lady and also the old lady was basically blind anyway so she's probably seeing ghosts every single day <laughs> can't pay attention to anything and then larry the lobster was like not even paying attention to him like he could have been anywhere yeah like why didn't he do like the um why didn't he pull like, he pulled with squidward yeah but i, I or think even the, like the mirror thing with spongebob yeah i mean that's true like a lot of the stuff he was pulling on spongebob was a lot scarier than he was trying to pull on anyone else like the whole weird worm morphing thing that he comes at he comes morphs into is like a baby head and then someone's face and a clown and then spongebob's eyes and some spiders and shit. all of that i was like what is this like this nightmare feel bullshit 
And then I want to talk about the thing that is like really plaguing me about this act is how comfortable is that mattress? <laughs> I want a mattress that comfortable. That you instantly fall asleep. And then wake up screaming. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that was a delayed scream? What was that? I don't know. Or night terror? Do you think it was like a sleep paralysis thing where he like was aware of everything that was happening and like he finally woke Violent. up? That makes yeah. sense. That makes a lot more sense to me. That's I was just sad. thinking that was an insanely comfortable mattress. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely like a mattress that I can just lay on and, and fall asleep like in an instant and not take like three hours of staring at the ceiling. Also, that like <laughs> mattress salesman is the nicest salesman mattress salesman I've ever met. Granted, yeah. I've only met like three. Yeah, <laughs> like two as a child ex- going to with my parents, but then one expand. in New York. <laughs> yeah, like they're all nice. Do you think that uh, self-help tapes actually work? Like the fact that he like SpongeBob puts on that self-help tape for the Dutchman. Do you think a podcast that is low-key self-help about SpongeBob <laughs> actually works? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think, and I will say this about any self-help thing. Mm. I and we I want to mention this in the very first episode that we ever did is I think a lot of self-help, and I have thought a lot of self-help since the beginning of time is common sense disguised under other things very different than like a psychologist because i don't consider that self-help or anything but like a lot of very health healthy a lot of very healthy coping behaviors are just like very simple things wake up in the morning get enough sleep eat three meals a day like be healthy like it's like that that will eventually radiate out on your life until a certain point where you're that doesn't work anymore yeah. And that's where I feel like a therapist kicks in to like really break down the mental things that are going on. But there's so many things that like, again, you and I say them on the podcast every single time and we're not experts and we don't pretend to be. It's like all of our small lessons, our big lessons are things that if you think critically enough about things, you could do it. And I feel like self-help as a genre is a lot of times exploiting people based on that. So that's why I don't think self-help books are really the best. Yeah. I do they do I think they work? Yeah, because I feel like a lot of it in there is like I feel like people oh. just need to hear that these like simple things. I don't know, even mm-hmm. like beyond the podcast, like just talking to friends and stuff, I'm just like giving them like simple advice or whatever. Yeah. I'm just like this is like something that's pretty obvious for like certain and- situations and you're just like but sometimes they just need to hear it in their head to be like, Oh, someone else is telling me I I shouldn't be doing whatever stupid thing that they're doing, right? Yeah. And you know you and and you and I have both talked about how in our friend groups at times we have been that person where it's like, oh Omar, what do you do with this? Oh Josh, what do you do with this? Mm-hmm. But again, like I don't think a, a videotape of a gong than an eagle and then cult people on roller skates and then a guy chanting is yeah, gonna, definitely <laughs> is not gonna help anyone. No. Um, but again, it might help someone. That's why I I I'm I always hate. I personally hate self-help books, which is interesting because our podcast is low-key self-help, but <laughs> but it's but I don't I'm we're not selling this to you. We're not like here's You've become $50. What you hate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not promising that you'll be the CEO of a Fortune 500 no, company no, no, or no. something. It's like the that book that like one famous book that happened came out like not too long ago is like The Secret or something like that, oh, that yeah. everyone lost their shit about and they're like, "Oh, this is it. it changed my life." I'm like, "What the hell? Like I don't get it." And I know, again, I like I have read a couple self-help books on my own. I know my parents have in the past. 
um i think my mom falls a lot into like the the mom category of self-help books where it's like i don't know and also like the very famous like self-help books like chicken soup for the soul or whatever like the 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 teen versions i feel like a lot of kids were given that um but i don't know i feel like a lot of it i feel like for a teen that makes a lot of sense because they don't know what the fuck is going on right and i think barely any adults do i guess there's yeah that's the thing i guess like i can't judge because like maybe i need a self-help book eventually that like teaches me some random topic that i don't know right i don't know i guess for people to learn differently and maybe by reading it's that's how it helps yeah for me and my personal story the first time i ever read a self-help book that a person specifically recommended to me i like looked at it i was like oh this sounds silly and i read it and it actually it was the first time ever a book had perfectly applied to me Mm. and for me that's the only self-help book that i'm like this one like hits the nail on the head i guess but that led me to finding a therapist not relying on the book that's the thing too yeah because like i had a self-help book that i read like a couple years back it was like the the people who do the to to write love on her arms or something like that that organization Mm -hmm. is about suicide there's a book about it's like how to feel if you feel too deeply or something like that I read that and it was just like, I think that's the only book that was like, oh, there's a lot of like information in here that like I connect deeply with. That's like, oh, I also experience like going through stuff like this and whatever. But it's also like, I read this book, but now it's like, like you said, like maybe I should like find like it. it a professional does, yeah, help. Me yeah, out. exactly. It's not like this book like cured my life. It just made me more aware of the fact like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> And maybe like I'm just thinking of maybe I haven't opened a self-help book in a long time and maybe they've changed where all of them are like, find a therapist, but this book will help you, you know. Um, But I definitely think like of the older ones where it just feels like these books are like a cure all for like people who are being whiny babies. Yeah. You know, that's how it feels like a lot of these books like or they're like, oh, you're you're sad. This is how you be happy. Right. And I I think any book or any person promising you that situation like it, you can't trust it you can't no. trust it Mm-mm. but again i think if i watched the 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 gong eagle and the cult people on roller skates and just watch the guy saying the power within maybe maybe it would work i don't know no, I, it was like a it. hypnotism thing right maybe he's being hypnotized that's what it was right more mm-hmm. more get out so <laughs> Before we get too far from the beginning of this act, I want to say if you can't see while driving, you need to get off the road. Yeah. That was one of the small lessons I had. And also get a good mattress, which I kind of mentioned, but I wanted to be more specific on it. So other people, again, they need the help. And without us, Josh, where would they be? I do. Yeah. That's why they tune in every week. (laughs) Because this is the only way their lives are going to be better. I hope so. Time for the Wombo lesson, Josh. I'm excited to hear what you got because I actually like this first time in a while that I've actually hated watching an episode. I was just like, not hated. I guess that's strong, but just like where I'm like, this is not good. <laughs> it was definitely pretty weak. Yeah. Very, very weak on a scale of one to 10. I think it was swinging in at a three. Definitely. Yeah. So, and, and like, that's I, what... I would watch it again. Like, I enjoyed watching it. Was funny. It. Yeah. And, like, definitely there were episodes. These were episodes I do remember watching when I was younger. Like, I remember watching the Chimps one. I remember watching parts of this ghost one. But just because I remember it doesn't mean, like, now watching it, I'm like, oh, these are all-star episodes. 
I also literally texted you while watching this episode being like, didn't we watch this already? And I feel, and like, I feel like when you do that in the middle of a season where you're yeah. like, didn't this happen already? It For me, again, I don't think it was like a memory situation. I just feel like maybe it just felt that generic. And I think that's what it was. I think these are reused storylines that we've seen before, like the Dutchman losing his groove and like needing help or Sandy having to go home and people have, or Patrick and somebody about having to help her like these are things we've seen before you know yeah and no, not in a new novel way or interesting you know? right the chips i guess was interesting but even like the ghost part that's the part i just like can't get over i'm like none of that was content so um i'm actually pleasantly surprised with my wumbo lesson because mm-hmm. i feel like even though for me the episode would also kind of lackluster i feel like i'm pretty happy with it so why i put was sometimes it's not that you have a bad solution, you just aren't applying it to the right problem. Which I feel for both halves is the same thing. Like uh all of the Dutchman's scares weren't bad. They just weren't being used on the right people. Yeah. And like Squidward, who's very much like, I don't believe in ghosts. And then you emotionally manipulate him and like <laughs> bring up his mom and like uh, yeah, I think SpongeBob even leans in, he's like goblins guilt trip or whatever, and like yeah. freaks squidward out because he's never experienced that because i feel like with a lot of people the ghosts like they don't experience until you experience a ghost then you're like more afraid of them right every other time it's like a little bit irrational yeah right and then same thing with the second um i mean with the first half whereas sandy had all these inventions but they were just for the wrong problems especially for the thing that basically saves her job is the banana peeler it's not a nutcracker it's a banana peeler and I feel like a lot of times that we as human beings will come up with something that they we think is a good solution, but we're just applying it in the wrong way. Yeah. And nothing comes off the top of my head right now because I think I'm still fascinated about the whole pickle inside another <laughs> pickle thing. Um, but I know like I've definitely been in the room where oh, this is actually a perfect example. So um I've been in the room where like someone is coaching someone on how to answer a question. And we're all giving this person great advice, but it's not advice that person particularly needs at that moment, Mm -hmm. right? And again, it's like, oh, well, make sure that you're looking at the camera or make sure you're like, whatever. Like the thing that that person needed to hear, none of us were saying. Yeah. And eventually that person got it on their own. And that was like the issue. But again, we were all giving good solutions. It just wasn't for the problem that was actually happening, which is this person not listening to any of the notes we were giving. Right. So, um, and that happened to me uh, very recently. I won't say how recent, but very recent. <laughs> but I do like like what your lesson touches on too, and I, what these episodes touched on, which we didn't really talk about, but like having help from mm-hmm. others like helps you figure out what those solutions are, right? Because like having Patrick and SpongeBob help out did help Sandy in the end, like figure out like, oh, yeah, she came back and like it did help. And then for uh, the Dutchman, like SpongeBob helping him out, like find his groove again, like even though he was applying those situations in the wrong way, like having an outside perspective sometimes helps you figure that out. Yeah. Like he's he SpongeBob was literally like, you're just scaring the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes you just need like that other person to help out. What about you, Josh? Um, what what brilliant mind nugget have you pooped out? Brilliant mind nugget. I like that. Um, I got uh, sometimes it's not worth working so hard to uh, to please others. I feel like we uh, nice. all like all fall into the trap of like trying to help, like impress other people, or like do something mm-hmm. over the top to impress others. And like it's not 
really worth it most of the time. Like if someone doesn't like you for what you are, or what you're providing, like, or if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, like it's not healthy. So like in the first part, like Sandy's trying so hard to impress these chimps with these like over the top inventions and stuff when all they wanted was a fucking banana pillar and like a poop thrower. Like they're like, <laughs> like they they're literally, <laughs> they made such a big deal about yeah. it too. It's just like a one miracle at a time. Right. Exactly. And it's like, these are very simple things that like she works so hard to like impress them and it's not worth it. And then like the Dutchman in a similar sense is like working so hard to scare these people. instead of just like going back to like, working with his own groove and just like being i guess in a way being himself right if he would have yeah. just went back and driving like, his boat around in the in the right. green mist or whatever exactly so that's what it's like i don't know it's 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 hard it's also hard to see that you're doing that sometimes and i feel like sandy's a mm-hmm. good example of that she doesn't see that she's like working off for no reason for people who don't appreciate what she's making right yeah so like she literally and like we gave in in the beginning about like the inventions that she made and if she was goofing off or not but like she made an invention that literally talks to what a, a, most of us would consider a, a not sentient object yeah yeah uh, and i would say that takes quite a bit right. i mean i if i could make a, a a helmet that talked to some type of plant i think everyone would take their pants exactly um but again it didn't mean anything to to those monkeys right. but I do. Oh, sorry. Nice. <laughs> I don't. I don't want people to think I monkeys and apes are the wow. same thing. We're a responsible podcast, Josh. <laughs> no, but like I do agree that I, I think so many times in our life we're told like, you need to put in the effort, for other people to like, like want to be with you or hang out with you or yeah. whatever like, bull thing that they want. And most of it, most of the time, that's true to a certain extent. Like. If the other person also isn't putting the effort though, or not isn't appreciating it, or again hearing what you're saying, then it's not again, you can stop that and change your course of action. Right. Because it's so, like it's not it's not worth it in the end, yeah. right? So it's a very, very solid lesson. Yeah. Considering a very weak episode. Yeah. If we've done that in the past too, it's been weak episodes, but you get like a solid lesson. So Yeah. Uh, sorry to anyone who's like this is their favorite episode. We don't think the episode is bad. We just don't think it's as amazing. good as everything else. Yeah. Oh well. Write us hate mail about it. Right. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to send us any of that hate mail that I mentioned earlier, you can do so um, at ismiaspodcast.com or email us at ismiaspodcast at gmail.com. Um, where we don't want your hateful comments is on uh, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or uh, Spotify, Apple or Podcasts. wherever the hell. Yeah. yeah, we don't want those comments there. But if you would like to leave some nice comments, you can do that as well. But of course, you need to be sure to share with your friends and your enemies. Um, so, Josh, we kind of talked a lot of uh, about self-help. Uh-huh. But I figured that we need to open our minds and our hearts Okay. to um potentially getting some self-help okay help help ourselves help each other whatever we'll figure that we'll iron that out yeah we'll iron that out later i'll edit it out just kidding I'm do you, do you think like if we find like a nice mantra to go with that like yeah to start with it can help out yeah so first i think we need to like breathe center and ourselves our minds yeah yeah so a little bit of of quiet and then i think the mantra we should have is power within oh i like that that's that's nice right. 
So, so chant with me. The power within. 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 The power within.